Shortstop. 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 Shorts. <laughs> Shortstop. From the makers of Pooh No More, Shortstop. Shortstop. It's a panty liner for your butt. They have those. They're star-shaped. Flower-shaped. Really? My mom bought them for my sister once because my sister accidentally shit on the floor. <laughs> do they have? Do they have like a men's version? <laughs> it's like a, a little pad, but it's like it's either flowered or star shaped. You put it right by your bunghole. Put it right on your starfish. <laughs> put it right in your underwear, your beehole would be. And the best way to find out where your beehole is to look for uh, stains from the other times that you've well pooped in your pants. So the. Those times were not for not. Did we start, Randy? Oh, oh shit. We're on. Shart stop. Shart stop. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Louie Loggins. And today we have a special guest. His name is... Say your name. Raphael Williams. His name is Raphael Will... Raphael Will... Raphael... Raphael... Rafe. Rafe Williams. Williams. And... He's a partner to, to, oh God, I'm just so nervous. He's a partner to Tina Dibel. To Glorious Cigarette. Glorious Cigarette. Do you know when you ask, when you say, Alexa, play Slap City Podcast. It says Slap City Podcast with Libby Higgins and Tina Dibel. Yeah. <laughs> no respect. Fucking Alexa. So that'll be the end of the podcast. Thanks All right, so much everybody. For Thanks in. for tuning in. He's filling in for Tina because once again, Tina lives such a luxurious lifestyle that she's on mm-hmm. vacation. Sabbatical. And I says to her, I says, Tina, it's our 100th episode. And she says to me, what? And I says, yes. And then I says to her. We're going to call it the 99.5 because we can't have the 100th without a Tina D-ball. Wait, so this is supposed to be the 100th episode and I'm being downgraded Well, to a 0.5? We cannot have it without Tina, can we? You were on our, our first live. That's true. I was first live. Now you're on our first ha- half episode. I'm on your first half episode. is isn't as cool. Is live. <laughs> I'm be I, honest. I think it's cool because it is cool. I think you should have your hundredth episode together. So, um, so and we, here's what's weird: the half episode twice as long. Yeah, it's gonna four, be. A, it's gonna be four hours long. Four hour marathon. We're about to get into here. <laughs> so don't worry, we're not gonna do half the time. We're gonna just do <clears throat> half. It's just gonna be called half number. And I don't know if you can do that on Spotify and Apple. I think you can. Uh, I've never seen a half. I've seen episode one through 100, but never 1.5. Just make it 101 and then go back and do 100. And then people will be like, what is this? That'd be funny. Well, we were labeling our episodes 100, like 101, 102. But then it got close to 100. And I I says to Tina, I says to her again, Tina, Mm -hmm. when we get to 100, what are we going to call it? 200? So I had to go through and manually fix the entire podcast, which included me typing in uh, numbers. You were doing like seasons, like 101 is a season. Yeah. That's nice. But I fixed it. So Good job. Uh, thank you so much. 
Thanks, Randy. Can we get an unlicensed clap? Oh. Tina's Tina got very upset that we discluded her from the clap. Oh, was I not supposed to clap? I no, just, you were supposed to clap. I yes ended the fuck out of you on that. But, I just did it. Well, Randy and I did it because typically I was doing the videos. Now Randy does it all because we're at that stage where I don't I shouldn't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, you know? you're freaking famous, dude. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just like that's stuff that is for people that don't have like five K on the internet. Right. 500K. I get it. I hit 1,200 followers and I went full diva. <laughs> Did you make a post that said, thank you for the 1,200 followers, everyone? Uh, if you, if I can get to 1,500 by this afternoon, <laughs> I'll donate to a children's charity. No, I didn't do that <laughs> post. I see that post a lot, but no. I go up and down. I think I offend people. I'll get a good, I'll have a good run on Twitter. Then I'll tweet something about the president and then lose like 50 people. I go up and down. Because people assume that you're a, a, a Trumper, maybe? Trump, Trumpet, Trumper. Maybe. I thought he was on our side. What the fuck, bro? You, you look like a regular guy, you know, like a Trump supporter. Oh, here we go. Let's look up Rafe D. Williams. The old twit. Twitter's my worst. I think I have like 700 people on it. It's not good. I started my whole Twitter over recently. You did? Mm-hmm. Regret it every, every day. Why did you start over? Because I got very paranoid that someone was going to find something that would get me canceled. Oh. And I was not about to go through eight years of tweets. Oh. That's interesting. Uh, it, it 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 plays into my OCD a lot because I couldn't stop obsessing over it. Instead of like just looking in my timeline, yeah, I just obsessed over it. Well, that's one way to go. I could cancel mine with almost no repercussions. That's how bad. <laughs> it's seven hundred and thirty three people. I think I could get that back in like three weeks. You might even do better. Me. Just people being like thinking it's a dummy account of someone making fun of me would probably be. How does it feel to have uh, uh, that Pandora thing right by your name up there? I mean, that's cool. I uh, They play my, my little album I made, so I'm always appreciative of that. Um, it's not bad. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I will say this. You're one of my favorite comics. Well, thank you. You're one of mine. And, uh Yeah. Rafe Williams, R-A-F-E-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Follow me on Twitter. I look like a fool. I have less than a 1,000 followers. It's sad. Just go on there and do it. You don't have to ever look at it. Just do it. Well, do the most, it. The most important do thing it. is... Is that Shia? Do it. The most What's important up, everybody? Thing. Shia LaBeouf here. Shia LaBeouf. That's what's up. That's what's up. Did you know that we talked about Shia last week? No. We both want to forn fornicate with him. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Especially after seeing his performance in... Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Well, that, but also... Uh, Honey Boy. No, uh, I'm trying to think of it. That's why I'm looking into the light. Fast fast Times at Fast... At Regimont High, the, the table the read? The online reading, yeah. Because he committed. He, he went for it. He committed like 
fuck. Yeah, he had the other actors. You know who phoned it in? Ray Liotta. I didn't see him. He was reading his lines <laughs> like this. I'm Ray Liotta. I am the teacher in this film. Why are you late for my class, Spicoli? You should not be late for my class. And I was like, bro, Liotta's got his readers on. He's getting up there. They all had their readers Dude, on. Dude, he's getting up there. And Even I was Brad like, Pitt. Who, as far as I'm concerned. Is Ray perfect. Liotta was the teacher, and it was pretty rough. I'll be honest. I was like, man, Shia is really making you look bad in this scene. Everybody loved Shia. He was great. He had everybody laughing. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. He had a little bit of a rough patch where he did some real weird stuff. But I was thinking about that today, man. And I'm it's like, art. Boop. I wonder why. We're having technical difficulties. Oh, my. I fucked up. You want to just start over? Well, uh, I don't know how much of you. I'm still recording. I don't know how much of you cut out exactly. Well, how did you fuck up? What happened? I don't know. I something somehow it stopped. I think when my phone fell, it might have hit. Oh, Randall, why did your phone fall? Randy, let your oh, phone no. fall down and don't <laughs> maybe, be afraid to love again. Maybe you didn't say anything <laughs> during that time. Bow, bow, bow. Bow with the bow, the dang a dang dang a dang a dong ding boom. The eyes. The eyes. Those guys all do it, though. Man, I would have had a career. <laughs> you would have thousands of Twitter followers had you been. Who in put the bump and the bump de bump de bump? Who put the ram and the ram a lama ding dong? <laughs> Isn't that a song? <laughs> Who put the dip in the dip de dip de dip? Who put the ching in the ching a ching a ching jong? What does this dippity dip do? Dip 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 get a job. That's a song, right? We're starting to think of them now. Holy shit. My favorite job. My favorite is the is the very first one. Do your high one. Do your sherry, baby. (laughs) Clear it out first. Sherry. Sherry, baby. (laughs) That's good. Damn. That's hard. Sherry, won't you come out tonight? Sherry. Remember the Oak Ridge Boys? Fuck. Yes. Yeah, dude. Oom bapa oom bapa oom bapa oom bapa mow mow giddy up oom bapa oom bapa mow mow Elvira my heart's on fire Elvira holy shit give me some Oak Ridge boys man they're good what about oh won't you play me some mountain music that's Alabama I think like grandma and grandpa used to play Roll all down the river to a cage and hide away. Hey, hey! I went to an Alabama concert. Fuck yes, they're pretty good. I mean, their their artwork's problematic, but (laughs) someone once told me that I looked like somebody that listened to Alabama. (laughs) I thought you say you look like the lead singer of Alabama. I wish. Look at that mullet that guy had. Hilarious. 
You know, you look a lot like the lead singer of Alabama. <laughs> no, he just said, you look like somebody that would listen to Alabama. And it wasn't even in Alabama times. Man, there's a the good Oak Ridge Boys song, and I don't know the name of it, but he's like, uh, she played tambourine. <laughs> what was it? At the Y'all Come Back Saloon. Do you know that song? <laughs> I probably do. Man, we got to find it. The I, Oak Ridge Boys. Elvira. Look for you. The Y'all Come Back Saloon. Was that that Elvira song about the Elvira personality or a different I Elvira? hope so. I really do hope so. She's back, by the way. Sure is. She sure as hell is. Looking fine as hell, too. Is she supposed to be a vampire? I don't know. I think so. I always assumed that. Was Morticia Adams a vampire? I think. Was that implied? I think so. What's this song? Elvira. My heart's on fire. What the hell's going on here? Um. <laughs> Maybe it. she's just really goth, Elvira. All I know is she got big tits. Am I right? <laughs> am I right, guys? USA up all night. <laughs> I was up all night. Woo! Elvira. Um, ba, boom, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Every time I came. Um, ba, ba, um, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Sandra Peterson is Elvira's real name. That's interesting. Thought it was Elvira. How old is she? Don't look. How old do you think she is? For Uh, real. I'd say she's in her mid-70s. Wow, really? I'm going to go late 50s. Oh, shit. No, man, she was all that back in the 70s when I was a little kid, so she had to be at least 20 then, so I'm going to go with probably in her close to 70 also. All right, let's see who's closest without going over. Can we get an Elvira birthday? Yeah, it's called the Y'all Come Back Saloon. Yeah, that's a good song. The Y'all Come Back Saloon. We can't play anything on here, can we? No. Damn. Hell yeah, she is. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, she's Look at her, she's got nice red hair. 69, dude. I said late 50s, you said 70s. Right in the middle. Wow, that's crazy to see her with red hair, like little gingy. She is cutie. She's She's beautiful. Wowzers. She married? What's her story? She's totally got queen of the night. Morgan Fairchild, she was a hottie back in the day too, huh? Yeah, she was on that program uh Dynasty. What was she on? Yep. She was on soap, I think, with Billy Crystal. S- we're really alienating so, a huge chunk of your audience with this conversation, so by the way. we have Bob Ayers. He's our, our elderly listener. So. Bob, this one's for you, bud. <laughs> We're going to go way back, way back to when soap was a thing and Billy Crystal was on national televised TV. I wonder if it was really funny because when I was a kid, I did not think it was funny. Soap. I didn't, I didn't get it. I was too young. Yeah. But I think it was like good satire for the time because it was making fun of soap operas. Oh, okay. You know? So I think it was probably. Maybe I should go back and try to watch it. I probably like it. Tambourine. <laughs> Soap. That was an amazing show. Soap. Soap was great. Even as a little kid, I loved it, man. And yeah. It 
It reminded me of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. What was that show called? No, that was a good show. WKRP in Cincinnati. Because I liked that uh, one fella on there, the Johnny. Yeah, everybody loved Johnny Fever. He went on to teach. He went on to be head of the class. Oh. Wow. He played tambourine with a silver jingle, and she must have known the words to at least a million tunes. (laughs) But the one that she knew best, requested by the man they knew as Cowboy, was the late night benediction at the Y'all Come Back Saloon. There it is. I knew it. Jamboreen, oh yeah, those silver jingles. <laughs> the Oak Ridge Boys are the tits, baby. Don't sleep on the Oak Ridge Boys, Slop City audience. I'm telling it's like, you. It's like riding a bike, baby. <laughs> I love that song. What it's was so that good. word they used? Benedict? The late night benediction at the Y'all Come Back Saloon. What does that mean, the benediction? I think it's like a religious thing. I think it's like saying a prayer for the drunkards or something like okay. that. Could be wrong. I'm not going to look it up. I, w- I want to hear it, so I'm I'm willing to t- risk us getting fined by the all right the whoever. I got it right here on my iPod. It's a, it's a good jam. That's a good commercial. Well, we definitely don't want to. We don't want to get sued by Disney. Holy we, moly! You put a Disney anything up. Well, we got flagged on on uh, put up three <clears throat> seconds of Moana, and we're fucked. We got flagged on YouTube last week because of the uh, showing the Shia LaBeouf thing. Really? Yep. Before I even she published it. With, With a silver jingle. And she must have known the words to at least a million two. Was that guy in ZZ Top? Yeah. By the man she knew as cowboy was the late night benediction at the all come back saloon. You thought I was making up the words, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. In a boy, salt and trembling. She'd sing her song to cowboy. As a smoky halo circle round her hey. raven hair. Raven hair. <laughs> all the fall of angels. Pinball playing rounders. Oh, we don't even know what that is. What's a pinball playing rounder? I don't know. <laughs> it's a guy that goes to various saloons and plays pinball. Faded love. Woo! Faded memories. Oh, wow. These guys straight get it. Now, if Tina was here, she would hate that font that they have on there. Why? She just, she's very particular about her fonts. I don't know if you knew that about her. It is kind of an old balloon font in the shadows back on Amarillo <laughs> we're really pushing it by playing the whole song by the way. maybe we should stop well what hey, I you know what the Oak Ridge boys are probably happy to get some <laughs> hey, some they, press I, honestly somebody hears the podcast and they call their uncle they're like they're playing one of your songs on Slop City podcast what do, <laughs> what do you say What'd you say? It's <laughs> the deep voice guy. Hello? <laughs> Uncle Ted? Uncle Ted, they're playing one of your songs. Yeah, it's me, Uncle Ted. They're playing one of your songs on Slop City Podcast. What the hell is a Slop City Podcast? <laughs> it's a, it's some women that just talk about pussy all the time, but, but they're playing your song and they like it. All right, I'm listening. They know all the words. Oh, El Vira, Oom Bapa, Oom Bapa, Mow Mow. It wasn't that one, though, Uncle Ted. It was the one about the, the Y'all Come Back Saloon. Oh, that's an oldie bit of goodie. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was about the gal that just goes in there and plays oh, karaoke. Yeah, well, uh, the pinball she, playing rounders. I wrote that line. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what that is, but I stuck with it. Maybe you should call into their show because they didn't understand what the Benedict Arnold lyric was about. Oh, it's benediction. I, we pulled it straight from the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. Well, I just wanted to let you know in case you either wanted to try to get licensing fees from them or call into their show. I will. You do me a favor and call back and tell me if you like my answering machine message. <laughs> okay, hold, hold on. I'll call you back. <laughs> okay. Bring, 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 bring. Hello, hello. Elvira, oom bapa, oom bapa, mow, mow, leave a message, oom bapa, oom bapa, mow, mow, wait for the beep and leave a message. Uncle Ted, <laughs> Uncle Ted, I loved, I loved it. I just don't know that people are going to get the reference. Oh, thank you. I was actually listening the whole time. I'm, I think they'll get the reference. I think it's cute. It's fun. You know, I think it's fun. I think it... It's one of our more well-known tunes, and a lot of people don't even have old answering machines like I do anymore, but I keep a landline with an answering machine because that's who the Oak Ridge boys are. <laughs> uh, Uncle Ted, did you guys have a rivalry with Alabama? Don't you say their fucking name to me. Don't you say, you want, you know, want to know what? I'll play them some mountain music right in their fucking assholes. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You down, sound bitter. Ho- down home where they know you by name and treat you like a pile of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I even mentioned it, Uncle Ted. Well, have a good day. All right. Hope I see you on Thanksgiving. All right. Bye bye. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. I don't know that guy's name, but if it's Ted, I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to shit my pants if his name is Ted. That's going to be my pants. It's probably not. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I think you have a new career ahead of you. Man, if I'd have been born back at, you know, 50s, Richard Anthony Sturban. Man, but here's the deal. What a strong chin on that son of a bitch. Here's the deal, though. Look at this soul patch. Wowie, wow. Wow. He really grew it he out. He was a handsome one. Here's the deal, though. We got people like Pokey Lafarve or whatever his name is. Pokey Lafarge. They're yeah. bringing back this old timey stuff. You should bring back some old timey. I should. Someone told me I look like a fat Pokey Lafarge one time. And I didn't know how to feel about it. Okay. Not just the fat comment, but also like. Why would someone say that? Was it a man? Of course, yeah. When you're a guy, people say whatever they want to you. I had a person when I waited tables lift up my shirt and stick his finger in my belly button hole and be like, put on a few, eh? A customer? <laughs> in front of like a bunch of people, yeah. Holy I mean, I guess shit. I see it. Similar hair. Similar facial structure, I suppose. I often wonder if he's a time traveler. I don't know. I saw, I mean, he did up late and we talked one time and I saw him in LA and he acted so surprised to see me. Like he acted like I was sent from the future to kill him. Like that's how he acted. <laughs> I saw him at a restaurant and I was like, pokey in LA. And he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, Rafe, we did, you did our show STL up late in St. Louis. I'm from St. Louis, man. I just, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, it was weird seeing you here. And he goes, Oh, all right. 
And I was like, I regret this already. Then I went to shake his hand. He had like a broken hand. So he like gave me the backside of his other hand and did that like royalty handshake. Did he start to disappear as you spoke to him? That's what I was wondering, dude. I think he might. He's like, you're you're messing up the time continuum. With Pokey Lafarge, where does he get those clothes? Where does he get those clothes that look like they were made on the same time as the printing press? He he has to be, and this is just like Outlander. When she came back to the present, she was wearing her old timey Scottish clothes. That's what I think. I think he time travels to like Sears Roebuck, and that's the only place he's allowed to go. And all he does is just (laughs) buy clothes. He has to go to the bank and find really old money because people would freak out if they saw a modern day twenty dollar bill. He has to get really old money from the bank in cash, and then he has to go to Sears Roebuck. Isn't it Sears and Roebuck? It might be. I think at one Stuff point it now. was old, oldie, oldie times. It was yeah, Sears. But it was and never Roebuck. Roebuck. It was only Sears Roebuck, or then Sears, right? Just like famous and bar was never famous and bar. It was always famous bar, but <laughs> everyone called it famous and bar. <clears throat> it was just famous bar. I believe so. That's like a Mandela effect thing, right? That's like the yeah. Berenstein Bears, like what people remember. I'm just, I'm fascinated that this person, Pokey, was able to figure out how to time travel, though, because that's what I want to do. Oh. He, I think he's done it. I don't know where he would locate that much clothing of that style, <laughs> unless there is a place I don't know about that I'm not allowed to know about, where you get those old, like, sh- it look, he looks like a walking picture of your grandpa. Yes, like, the high pants. High-waisted pants with, like, the linen, like, the really heavy cotton and linen white shirts. He even has those kind that, like, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin wore in their leisure time in Las Vegas where it's, like, kind of a polo shirt, but it's got the little band at the bottom. Yeah. Which, those are coming back now, but he's been wearing those for, like, 20 years. I don't know where he was getting them from. I don't know where's surplus. I bet if you look on the tag, it's an original Sears and Roebuck tag. It probably is. He's got style. I'll give him that. He's committed to, like I like I saw a picture of him on the beach, and he was wearing like a, a fucking onesie, like back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Like with the little flap to take a shit out of, like playing in the water. And I'm like, this dude went to a beach in the onesie. That's a guy committed to his style. He's committed. Like you can't just put on regular swim trunks, Pokey Lafarge. You can't just. <laughs> He's like a, he, he had like a fucking timey? bonnet. He had like one of those like bonnet caps on. He's like playing out in the sun, and I was like, "All right, dude." Was it a striped onesie? Because they always it might have been. Yeah. Does he say like, "Hey there, Rafe, It's me, Pokey Lafarge. It's me, Pokey Lafarge. Hello. Does he drive an old? Can I get a quarter pounder with cheese? See. <laughs> Give me some of them hot fries that you make. Them hot fried fries. I don't even know how you make these burgers so fast. You take one of those uh, potatoes and you slice it up and you put it in a, in some fat in some arl. <laughs> Pokey, like he's amazed by everything modern still. <laughs> Every time he goes out somewhere, Pokey Lafarge is like really. He's just like wow, wow. Look at that flying dragon with a belly full of people. It's an airplane, oh, Pokey. Shit. Oh, an airplane, schmairplane. I'm like Pokey. They had airplanes in the fifties, dude. Uh, I'm not sure they did. And I'm like, no, they did, man. Like, you can't. You're acting like you're from medieval times, Pokey. 
<laughs> well, I very well could be, but this is the form I chose. No, Pokey, you got you have to if you're gonna play the character, you have to still understand that like cars existed in the fifties. You can't see a car and <laughs> act like you're puzzled by it. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> He's from Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. <clears throat> Bloomington, Illinois. Throwback. American singer Pokey Lafarge getting a lot of good press right now, Pokey. We love you, buddy. Just don't act surprised next time we uh, he sees you in L.A. He has a net worth of two hundred thousand to one million. That is a big jump. That's a that's a big jump. That's a that's a he. Maybe he lives in my neighborhood. Maybe he lives in uh, St. Charles. <laughs> There's a big <laughs> jump there. Does he live in St. Louis still, or he was he in L.A. He travels, I mean, he travels a lot. He does a lot of international stuff. He lives an interesting life. Is his name really Pokey? I would find that very hard to believe. I suspect when you're a time traveler, you have to, you know, you're not going to have a social security number. You're not going (laughs) to have a driver's license, et cetera. Andrew Heisler. Oh. Andy is his real name. All right, Andy. Andy Lafarge. My name's Andy, but you can call me Pokey. See? Pokey is anything about you, real buddy. Pokey Lafarge in the South City Three. Crying in my soup because I grew up in the Great Depression. Pokey, you were born in 1981, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Andy, you were born in 1981. I don't know, Andy. <laughs> You're talking to Pokey. <laughs> like, what if he's just having like a psychotic break and no one's ever stopped him? <laughs> They're just like, well, he's being productive. It's not really hurting anybody. We like it. We like his style. What if he like snaps out of it one day and he's like mad at everyone around him that loves him? He's like, what the fuck? How long have I been doing this? How long have I been dressing like this? <laughs> And singing old-timey songs and playing a stand-up cello. <laughs> and they're like, 25 years, Andy. And they hold up a mirror, and he's like, no! You let me be Pokey Lafarge for 25 years? He's like, I like Black Sabbath. I love Black Sabbath. <laughs> Holy he, like, shit. fell and hit his head, and, like, he was playing, like, real heavy metal music, and then he just... It's like, guys, we're changing the band tomorrow. <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> Nobody boom. said anything to him. <laughs> like, guy. okay, guess he knows what he's doing. He pays the bills. Pays the bills, pays the telephone bills. Holy shit. Old Pokey. Pokerage Boys, that would be a good band. <laughs> Man, you talk about a fucking mashup album that nobody asked for, but we all want to hear now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Pokeridge Boys. Because <laughs> he has that like high, like Hank Williams, like, I can't even, I know I saw him on that show that you guys did, but I can't remember. Any he was of fun. He was a fun guy. He was like in on the jokes and he's self-aware. He's cool. Just be funny to see him with uh, old Uncle Ted. (laughs) 
I'd love to uh tell him how it is, Pokey. What if all of his baby pictures though it's like black and white in front that of That would like be a super weird. Dirt poor house. Oh, see, these are my baby pictures, see? Pokey Lafarge Dynet. St. Louis Crawl. Well, you guys should look up Pokey so you know who the fuck we're talking it. about. Yeah, look up Pokey Lafarge. We'll move on. Um and Someone, please. I know you guys do fan art. Look up Pokey Lafarge and the Oakridge Boys and just make me a meme of the Pokeridge Boys. <laughs> and I will be forever in your debt. <laughs> Forget about all the following me on Twitter. I don't care about that. I just need a Pokeridge Boys meme that is of high quality. Don't listen to my fucking album. Don't listen to my album, Young Grandpa, available on all streaming services now. <laughs> Pokeridge Boys. I'm saying it again, and I'm going to drop it. It has to be in the Oak Ridge Boys font. Yes, definitely. But Poke Ridge. Poke Ridge Boys, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you did, let's talk about, you did your first stand-up in a while. Do you want to talk about it, or you just want to like pretend like it didn't happen? Oh, man, I was, first of all, if there's a bigger crowd when you're doing stand-up, it's so much easier. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when you are when you're ice, uh, social distancing and there's only 12 people in the audience that are quiet laughers, like some people were covering their mouths laughing and putting their heads down. <laughs> and if I was smart, I would have made fun of him. Right. Or just made aware. And that would have made people laugh more. But I didn't because I was so scared that I was going... And um, <clears throat> like my voice was really cracking and shaking. Really, I was very, very nervous. Hmm. Uh, but I got through it. It's like breaking the seal. About halfway through my ten minutes, I started to feel. When I got the big laugh from the improv joke I did, yeah, about the guy laughing, I was like, "Yeah, Mama still got it. Mama still got it." And Good. I started to like ease back into it. Um. It is very much that way. Like when you get your first laugh, it, the nerves tend to fall away a yeah. little bit. It, um, Until then, it can be brutal. And I was also very nervous because Greg Warren was, was there, and I, I respect him so much. <clears throat> and I know that he doesn't really enjoy dirty stuff. Sure. So I sort of was afraid that he would... Um, be kind of like, oh, here we go again with the pussy jokes. But that's what I do. That's my thing. Sure. Um, just a lot of thinking about what I'm thinking up there mostly. Like, what are the other comics thinking? Are they thinking, oh, here we go again. She wasn't writing for the past seven months, obviously, because we got the same jokes here. Ah. But I talked to Chris Sear, and Chris Sear's like, I didn't write either. Like, none of us were writing. It was very hard to write during yeah. that time. I mean, I've written a ton that I have had no, there's no word. Of, it's the only art form. Whether you want to art, have the art form argument with me, we'll do that later. But it's the only th uh, performance art where the audience is your editor. The right. public is your editor. So it's like, I have a ton of shit written in my book. I don't know if any of it's funny. It's funny to me. Some of it. I did do a new joke on my funny bone weekend that was working and I did it in Arkansas and it was working. So I have at least one new joke that I've written in eight months. <laughs> 
and that was literally something that happened to me like two weeks ago because what did, I went what out. Was it the chiropractor bit? Oh like yeah. Going to I went to a really shitty chiropractor and I kind of talked about it on stage and um, I think it's good. I think it's going to be good. It'll probably go in the next hour if I can get it worked out. But it's like that might be the only five minutes that I've written the whole. And I don't know what that is average a month, but I think that's like maybe averaging like 22 seconds a month of writing. That's not good. Well, the thing is like at open mics, you only get four minutes Yeah, and you tend to tell longer jokes. So I was thinking about this in the shower today. I'm like, how the fuck does Rafe get a fucking 10 minute bit done? Mm. How do you even? I'd write, I do the opposite. Like, this is probably only interesting to nine people listening. So I'll keep it brief, but it's like, I write long, which is hard, and then I make it shorter through editing. I usually, like, think something's funny, and I'll write it, and I'll be like, oh, man, this is nine minutes long. And then through trial and error, I'll get it down to four to five, cutting out some of the fat or tags that are only kind of hitting, or I'll find a way to condense the story. But it is hard. Greg and I have talked about He's like, you should do a – your next hour should be, like, a one man. She's like, you should try to do like a Berbiglia thing, like a four, just do four really interesting stories or five stories and see if, but it's like, I don't know how to market that. Mm-hmm. Mike Berbiglia can do that because he, Netflix will put it on and he will monetize. Like Sirius isn't going to play a 16 minute story about when I was a little kid and I rode the bus home and got my nose broken by a speaking spell. So it's like, Right. I've done that stuff on like Story Collider and The Moth and things like that, but it's like it's hard to find a place for it. But uh, I can relate to the to the bombing part or feeling like the small audience part. I was in Arkansas this last weekend. I was kind of talking about it before the podcast, and I opened for a paranormal investigator, (laughs) and she did a tarot reading on the Late Show. So I had a table of I thought they were Karens. Randy informed us. Could have been uh, Stacy's or Becky's. Yeah, I'm going to go not Stacy's, but definitely Becky's. But I don't know because he said Becky was like was like Karen Light, like a poor Karen. Mm-hmm. And then Stacy's a slutty Karen. <laughs> now, I don't know if these ladies were slutty, but they were all in their mid, I would say mid 50s. And they looked like they went to Great Clips and got some sort of Groupon for the same haircut. Because <laughs> and the haircut I'm talking about, it's hard to, I'm going to do it for YouTube. It's like a short, it's not a bob. It's like a short, multicolored, blonde with very dark roots. And it's like, uh, it looks like they're standing in front of a fan because the back of their hair fans <laughs> out like a, like Goku. Like they're going to f- capture a Pokemon. <laughs> But the only Pokemon they want to capture is the manager of whatever restaurant they're complaining <laughs> and about. And they didn't laugh. I went on stage and I did my st- and like I was trying to sell the bits and it was just like I some people were laughing, but it was like it was a very small audience. There was twenty people and these ladies were ten. And they could tell they were there for the tarot reading. Because even the lady went up after me, who they came to see, they didn't laugh at any of her comedy. Really? And she was, like, doing jokes about, you know, she had, like, one-liners. She had a very, like, old-school comedy vibe. These ladies were not having it. And I had to be her audience guy. I had to, like, assist her for the tarot card reading because I was the only other comic on the show. And she's like, just be funny, you know. So I was like, 
I'm like, we might as well go over this table, ladies, first, because I was like, I have a feeling you guys, I go, judging by how you reacted to my act, you're here for the tarot reading. And they're like, yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, let's just start at this end of the table, because I feel like you all have a question. And the first question was like, when's my friend going to get a husband? And she, so she did the tarot reading, and she's like, mm, it's going to be a while. Don't get downhearted, but it's not going to be right away. I feel like you've gone through a bad relationship, and it's going to be a couple of years before you meet someone that you're really going to be interested at that level. But you know what? Learn to love yourself. Take care of yourself. It was a really nice, positive message. And I was like, all right, next lady. When am I going to get a husband? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sensing a theme at this table. Uh, and she did her reading, third lady. And I go, uh, let me guess. When are you going to get a husband? And she goes, no. When am I going to get married again? And I go, that's the same thing. So all I'm like, ah, this is just a table of like sad divorcees that all came out just to find out if they're ever going to find love again. And I was like, all right, ladies, before we move on, what if I told you you all are perfect the way you are and that you're worthy of love and that you're going to find it and that you shouldn't put so much stock that if you have a person in front of you that can tell you the literal future that that's the only question you have for them is when are you going to find a man to make your life better? I think we can all make our own lives better. If you could ask any other question besides, will I have a husband? What would it be, ma'am? And I put the microphone down. She goes, I really just want to know if I'm going to have a husband. <laughs> I was like, man, all right, whatever. <laughs> Sad table. So we went around the room and then. Uh, Did she do everyone in there? Whoever wanted to. Oh, wow. There weren't that many people. We did, It was like an hour. Um, And then I went, so some guy's birthday, and he goes, he's going to win the election, Trump or Biden. Trump 2020. And she did the read. She goes, you know, it doesn't matter. Our country's in turmoil. I don't really normally answer these questions, but you're a small crowd, and so I'll do it. At least she didn't ask me who you were going to marry, and she, like, did the tarot reading. And she goes, unfortunately, I think for the country, Trump is going to win. And the whole table of ladies was like, yes, fuck yeah, woo! And I was like. The ladies had said almost nothing the whole time. Yeah, the only time they showed any goddamn emotion. And I was like, uh, I think I see the problem with you guys finding a man. Uh, I think I am sensing an issue at this table. So then, like, go around the room, and this guy's been waiting patiently in a blue shirt, and he's like. I don't want to be a downer, but uh, my wife died of COVID. And I just wanted to know if you could talk to her in the spirit world. Oh, God. Find out. I know, dude. <laughs> you talk about the air coming out of a fucking room of comedy <laughs> that was already not crushing. Because like, I just wanted to know uh, if you could talk to her in the spirit world and ask her when it's okay oh. for me to date again and it won't break her heart. And I was like, I'm going to throw this one to you. <laughs> and she was really good. She was very thoughtful, gave him a very sweet answer, you know, and then she kind of was like, she threw it back to me for the comedy. And I was just like, what's your name, man? And I go, he goes, Randy. And I go, Randy, did you vote for Trump? And he goes, uh, and I go, cause if you did, you're about to get so much pussy tonight, man. <laughs> Every lady at that table. Well, if you just you stood up right now and took your dick out and yelled Trump 2020, you're getting your first gangbang. I promise you. And it crushed. And these ladies fucking hated me for it. But I was like, you didn't laugh at any of my jokes. Like, I'm going to roast you for sure. It was it was wild, man. And uh, 
I don't know what that means, but it's the light. Another thirty minutes. Ten. But we just do what we do, you know. We do what you do. I we feel like I've been rules. talking too much, kind of. I just wanted to tell you that story because I thought it was funny. That is. I felt bad. I mean, the guy had no mask on, by the way. That just goes to show me that it doesn't matter. It's like his wife died of COVID, and he didn't. He still had his mask off at the table, and I had like mine on while I was talking to everyone, and. It was socially distanced. He was with people he knew, but like there were people walking out. You know, it's northern Arkansas, and I was just like, I'll be glad when the election's over, regardless of who wins, because then maybe everybody can just do what's chill the fuck out, chill out, and do listen to scientists and do it and not make it a political thing. But well, it's the thing is, is apparently <clears throat> when the election's over, COVID disappears. That's what my uncle says, yeah. which I can't wait. I'm I'm flabbergasted that the entire world has fabricated this thing to mm. keep trump out of office i'm it's great though it shows that our world can work together to do something you know <laughs> yeah Hand, instead of hands across america <laughs> it's fucking kill all your grandparents <laughs> to get trump out of office holy shit did she give you a reading she didn't i, I should have i should have asked her you? i don't know i figure it's like in the green room I, if I, she would want to do it on stage or something, I would have done it. But then it's also like, part of me didn't want to know. Like, I almost asked her to be like, hey, uh, had a lot of ups and downs in comedy the last couple of years. Got close to a couple of big breaks. Didn't quite pan out. Uh, is that ever going to happen for me? And <laughs> they'd just be like, you're going to be middling for another 10 <laughs> years. And I'd be like, oh, I got to kill myself. Oh, no way. No pick. No metal. And also, will I ever have a wife? Will I ever have a husband? <laughs> and I was like, because if you say yes, I'm very shocked by that answer. <laughs> I would love to middle forever. How really? fucking cushy is the middle spot? Well, I mean, it is. It's a fun spot to be in, but it don't pay that great. Well. There's a big pay jump from middle to headliner. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Host, you, host to middle, nice. It, it's a 50% pay jump, but like middle to headliner is like a 700 to 2,000% pay jump, <laughs> depending on how many people you can put in the seats. So I guess if I had more jokes, I'd like it. It just seems like there's a you lot. Should, you should be just headlining now. You got the fans. You got the slop citizens, dude. But I can't just go up there and not have material. And I have lots of stuff I want to write about, but I don't even know. How. I just feel like I don't know how to write. Yeah. I need help. I need you and Tina to help me. Well. I'll pay you a, a good fee. I'll, I'd be happy to help for free. What's fart three? Okay. Yeah. You got one of mine in here somewhere, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Tina sent them. Oh, uh, <gasps> I taped one and sent it to her while she was here one day. She did play it, though, didn't she? Well, we'll get there. I want to hear one of those early morning trumpet. I, if I ever remember, I'm always like half asleep. I like wake up and then it's like the fucking the trumpets from Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Seven trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's real weird to me that no one's made that distinction with Trump Pence. Trump like as much as his base, 
as much as his base are like Christian evangelicals that like they talk about revelation end of times is when the Lord's angels descend with their trumpets, trumpets. Why do they, why did like they for all the QAnon shit floating around right. out there? That's a pretty, lo- that's a softball. That's got got lobbed right at you, but it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, you should, you should start it. Just put it on Facebook. Make sure all the boomers see it. Trumpets, trumpets, end of times, times two, double time. <laughs> no, this is what double you have to dare. Do. Mark, what's his name? Pick your nose. Get a flag. You have to put it. This is what you have to do. Write it in a note. You know. Yeah. Screenshot it about eighty-seven times. Cross out some of the words and put a different word over it. Then put it up and let all your old uncles, aunts, and everybody start sharing it. And then it will become fact. Yeah. I was listening to, they they found out who QAnon is, which is crazy. It's like one guy, isn't it? It's just an, a father and son that like hijacked 8chan. They've proven it because the guy they stole 8chan from still had the code. And he was such a boomer that like... Uh, I'm not making this up. So the guy that started QAnon was a guy in South Africa, right? And he's like post, and he was obsessed with these pedophilia rings. That was his big thing. That's all he really posted about. And then I guess like 2chan or 4chan got taken down for hate speech or something. And this disabled kid started 8chan. And this father's son that had stolen 4chan from another person contacted him was like hey if you move to the philippines where we live uh we'll get you around the clock nursing care and we'll we'll build this thing together and they did but then they he they stole it from him uh and the crazy thing about it is it's just the father this father just like wants to be the rupert murdoch of the internet he's just like a super right wing and there's no pictures of the son the son like won't have his picture taken it's like a weird thing and this because kids seen him and he's like, he's really good looking. There's like one picture of him on the internet. Uh, but they just like make stuff up. You ever seen those news articles that sounds like a robot's reading them? Like a pedophilia ring has been discovered in. <laughs> it's because they hire English speaking Filipino women to do voiceover on their videos. <laughs> it's like not a robot. It's just someone speaking a second language very right. slow. And I was always like, oh, that's what that is. Because I always thought that robot sounded kind of off. <laughs> now I know. You so read, you ever, do you ever go on those? No. 8chan or any of that shit? Me neither. No, because it makes my brain want to explode. Yeah, I'm scared. And plus it's like, it's supposedly like the worst of the worst. But anyway, it's a father and son. And they got hacked because they accidentally posted their password onto the chat boards. And the password, I shit you not, was Matlock. <laughs> and so a bunch of people were posting his QAnon because once and the deal on 4chan is once you had a password, you couldn't change it. So everyone had his password and it was Matlock, which is so fucking funny to me. Holy shit. How uh, fucking old was he? Well, so just some boomer that did a boomer thing, like <laughs> put his password up as a post. Right. Instead of thinking yeah. he was putting like with his readers on like, oh, all the pedophilia put- rings and Monica Lewinsky <laughs> and Matt Luck, which isn't working. <laughs> You're already in it, Harold. What? No, not. You, you are. You just posted your password. Posted it where? 
Harold, you posted your password onto 4chan. No, I put it in a little box where it yeah. says password, it's... and I touched the eye so I could see what it says. No, you put it in the how are you feeling today. What? Uh, yeah, you put it in there. Well, who's fa- how did they see it if it's on my Look, Facebook? There's, there's eight posts now of you as QAnon. What? Well, this is my Facebook. How are they seeing it? <laughs> well, that's what's happened. So, they, so a bunch of people started posting as QAnon, and then 8chan was like, this is with the South African guy, and uh, just like an old boomer in South Africa. And then he did it again. They were like, if you come to 8chan, because then people didn't know how, to, they didn't know, because people could, anyone could post his QAnon, so they didn't know the real QAnon post. So this father and son are like, if you come to 8chan, we'll verify all your posts, and we'll know your password, we'll know all of your, we'll know your login information, and only we will see it. So he agreed to it. And then he did it again on fucking 8chan. And he, you know what he changed it to? Matlock 1. Matlock 1. Really? For real. He just changed. He didn't. Oh, let's see here. Matlock. It might have even been like capital M Matlock. And let me see here. Matlock, what number should I So add? he did it again. Then everyone had his shit. And then 8chan got taken down for hate speech. <laughs> and this father and son had all the login information. And they just started if you were admin, you could still post. So they just started putting up QAnon posts and they just like took this guy's account away from him. And they started. So that's who QAnon is. It's just some old guy that lives in the Philippines that just makes up right wing conspiracy. So he does. He is making them up. He's he does. He believe them or is is he making them up to trick people? Uh, He. I don't know that he believes them, but he li- he is a very right wing person, and he loves to push the rhetoric. Okay. He wants to have he likes the power that comes with QAnon and having. But it's so funny because everyone thinks it's like, what's the other one? What's the one that wears the guy fox masks and shit? Anonymous. Right. I think it's like the right wing version of anonymous, but it's not. <laughs> it's one dude. It's one boomer who stole it from another boomer. That's all it is. And the people are out there like making decisions based on it. It's so We got to save the children. There's pedophiles that eat children. Pizzagate. I had a very famous comedian talk to me about Pizzagate for way too long. Totally believed it. And I was like, eh, I think your plane's coming soon, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, it's crazy. It's alarming. It is alarming. It's, uh, wow. It is alarming. R- Randy's Googling all this stuff. Ru- the fucking FBI is going to be coming over here soon. Probably. Oh, Randy's over here got children in his basement. That it's just funny to the- me that people will believe there are ton- the same people that believe that there are tunnels from the Capitol building to a pizza place in Washington, D.C., where ch- where stolen children are trafficked for senators and representatives to form sexual acts with them. And take their uh, blood. And take their blood. They believe that wholeheartedly. Yes. But if you bring up systemic racism, they think that you're a, that you are a conspiracy theorist. There ain't no way. What no? <laughs> People what proof free. do you have? And I'm like, oh, we have all this proof. It's all this data. Like <laughs> you can see that like black men are locked up uh, on average uh, 3,000 times more than any other citizen of the United States. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't know about that, but 
Where'd you I, get them figures? I heard there's a tunnel to the Capitol where Hillary Clinton sucks blood out of little boys' <laughs> ding-dongs. And I'm just like, okay, dude. You mean to tell me <laughs> that we freed uh, black people hundreds of years ago and they're trying to say that there's still racism? <laughs> nope, but Hillary Clinton drinks the blood of children. Sure does. She sucked Monica Lewinsky's toes one time. Where'd that come from, Fred? I don't know. I heard it somewhere. My neighbor said it. Uh, do you think they have like QAnon pitch meetings? Okay, just stick with me, guys. All right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> we got uh, Hillary Clinton, okay. right? I like it already. All right. Hillary Clinton has an underground lair Ooh. where she stores children. Okay, babies. Or kidnapping them. Babies anywhere from... Uh, newborns up to nine, ten years. Oh old. God, my heart hurts. Yep. Then her husband Bill comes in. Oh God. Ooh. And decides which child is going to go to Hillary. Does he take off his human suit first? No. No, oh, his reptilian body's still yes. hidden. Okay. Not at this time. Later on. All right. So then he picks a child. And you know that little thing that they use in interviews? Does he do eeny, meeny, miny, mo? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, that's so hard on those kids. Then that's he, a fun game. Then he uses the little thing that they use in an interview with the vampire to poke a hole, you know, to get the blood flowing. You know what I'm talking about, Brad A laser Pitt? pointer? Like it, for cats? Like a little finger thimble oh, okay. with a point. Oh, yeah, I know. So when Brad Pitt was a sexy vampire, yeah, I let him suck on my pinky toe for sure. <laughs> Then, What'd you say, Lyle? No, nothing. Moving on, moving on. Then he pours the blood of a child into uh, what's called a, what are them drink things people have to keep their drinks cool? A big gulp or uh, a Yeti. Uh, yeah, he pours it into a Yeti for oh, Hillary. Oh, Keeps it warm. It. Then Hillary drinks it, immediately transforming uh, into the, the adrenal power of this child she's just drank. Oh. Yeah. Where she will then begin to send many, many emails. Oh man! No. From her personal server. Thousands. Thousands. Good God! So, what do you think about that? You think that people will believe that? Well, of course they will. The two off the wall. No, no, no! I think we should add a few things in. I'm well, what you I, got? Something to more of an attention grabber. Okay, what you what you got? Uh, what if? <laughs> what if Hillary? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, we got to say Benghazi four times. Okay. Per that's that's a rule. We got to say Benghazi four times per interview. What about Cabal? Can we put Cabal in we there? We can put Evil Cabal. Uh, I would like to get a little deeper into the fact that they're reptiles wearing human suits. Okay. And uh, are you sure people are going to believe that? I think they'll believe. Okay. It. They'll believe it, and I think that uh, we have to make sure people know that Hillary's favorite movie is Chairman of the Board, starring Carrot Top. The 1987 cult classic uh, where he takes over a company and uses his weird props to make everyone laugh and change the entire corporate attitude. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. She'll never be able to get over that. Very believable. Yeah. It seems like her kind of movie to me. Okay. Uh, And then also, I want to put it out there that she thought the movie Fried Green Tomatoes sucked hard. Gave it two thumbs down and one star on Amazon. That's believable. That's believable. That sounds like something that bitch would do. Kathy Bates is an American treasure. All right. I'm with you so far. All right.
That's it. <laughs> Sounds good. I just really got hung up on movies today. <laughs> well, which one do you think we should put? start posting on Facebook? I'll just say make it all into one article. Let's okay. just do a, like a Voltron of bad things about Hillary. And we'll put it on a, a website called like the national examiner.net. Yeah. Well, conservative pipeline.org. <laughs> and then my, all the, everyone's uncles will share it completely ignoring the fact that the same publication, uh, has all sorts of articles about bat boy and <laughs> president Obama being an alien from <laughs> Venus. <laughs> It says it. It says it right here on this internet article that Hillary Clinton is a reptilian figure under her skin. That's right. She sucks children's blood. And, and Barack Obama, we're looking at the writings of Nostradamus. Uh, he actually is mentioned <laughs> in Nostradamus's writing, and, and it says the one will come, and oh, there will be a flood. <laughs> oh, oh, for Obama. Obama. And the flood is a flood of Mexicans coming across the border and in rape waves. Yeah, I like that word, rape waves. You are on fire today. Holy moly. Somebody get out. Get your typewriter out. Get that (laughs) Smith Corona out. Let's get to work. Maybe we could do something about uh, the virus. Nah. Okay. Is it too yesterday? Well, we want, I, I like to write about stuff that's real. Okay. I don't want no phony make-believe stuff on here. SARS. <laughs> sorry, more like a sorry excuse for a virus. <laughs> Haven't you seen oh, on the back of a Lysol can? Says they've been, I got a Lysol can from 2012, says treats coronavirus. What? Yeah, we'll somebody, take a grainy picture of it and put it on the I'm internet. I'm gonna. Somebody tried to tell me that coronavirus is a, is a, a a generic name for many viruses, and I was like, I don't believe that. I don't accept that. <laughs> well, but, okay, let's take the picture first, the grainy picture close up. You know what's funny is everything we're talking about right now. Randy's pulling; the, it already exists. <laughs> it's like Randy's Hillary, pulling them it's up. Hillary and Clinton, a lizard person, a lizard person, all in caps, reptilian I, Clinton. I want to click on some of these, but I'm afraid. To. Yeah, I'd be afraid to too. I would be too. Hillary Clinton rejects human body, embraces lizard form. But that says satire before it, which is good. That is good. Because often you'll see these, and it's not satire. Uncle, like this one, reptilian Clinton. Hillary Clinton is reptilian. That's it. They didn't give any other kind of context to that article. World Weekly News. There it is. Hillary Clinton is a reptilian. I often want to start a troll site like this. But then I'm like, people believe this stuff, so yeah. it would be dangerous. Me and Tim Walsh have been talking about doing a fake, like right wing podcast. Like, well, pe- people would, you guys would be the source of new conspiracy theories, probably on Facebook. That's the thing I'm scared about is like creating satire that does more harm than good. <laughs> have you had anyone talk to you about? Have you had any people that like don't believe that the coronavirus is real try to talk to you about it? I yes. Family? Um how close of how close of a circle? It's uh I would go swimming at my boss's house like several times a week this summer and there was a guy there every time just stands in the water with his shirt off, very tan, um, lots of barbed wire tattoo mm. style tattoos. Okay. 
always had like a drink in his hand and it was the whole uh I can't wait till the the election when this virus disappears, you know, so yeah. we can get back to normal. No mask probably. No. Peeing in the pool probably too. We right? all peed in the pool, let's be honest. None of us got out. We were there for six, seven, eight hours. Yeah. Not it's a funny lot. how we just, just swimming in everyone's that's piss. a perfect metaphor for like people uh sifting through facts and only taking the ones that already support their position like we're all guilty the the internet is the pool mm-hmm. and everybody's peeing in it but we're not talking about it <laughs> we're just going on with our afternoon <laughs> hoping chlorine's doing its job uh and it's not. Chlorine's not doing its job on the internet anymore. No one has shocked that pool in quite a while. <laughs> There's a lot of piss and shit floating around in that pool. There is red algae in that pool. You just don't put your mouth in. So what do you say to someone like that when they... I just turn my head away because I'm like... You don't You don't engage? I just... I can't because I don't... In my head, I'm thinking, how can you believe the whole world is in on this? <clears throat> yeah. And then wow. I, and he'll tell anybody that comes in there. He'll tell anyone. And he was talking about Hillary a lot and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to relax in this piss pool. I'm not trying to hear yeah. about all this shit. Killing our buzz. Yeah, I have an uncle that said uh same thing. He's like, seems to me that this virus is so contagious. That you got to wear a mask so your spittle don't get on nobody. But when you go get a corona test, they got to take a cotton swab way, way, way up in your nostril, practically to your brain just to figure out if you have it. Now, I'm not a scientist, but if your saliva is so infected, why don't they just swab your mouth? And I was like, have you, before I answer that, have you tried to look it up? Don't need to. <laughs> I was like, of course not. Because one Google search, uh, would, I'm like, I'm guessing that the tests are expensive and it's probably easier and cheaper to test mucus than it is saliva. I haven't looked it up, but I just right now, just thinking critically, I gave you a reason why they might have to do that. Does that sway your opinion at all? And he's like, no, it does not. And don't be surprised when on November the 4th, all of a sudden, the virus is gone. And I'm just like, all right, man. It's your story, bud. What happens? What will happen to these people on November 5th, 6th, and 7th when we still have the virus? Oh, they'll do some mental. I mean, the mental gymnastics of some of these folks is wild to me to see some of the things that like when his taxes came out, you know, like when Trump paid $750 in taxes, like less than I paid for my TV eight years ago, <laughs> then they're like, but think about this. Now, he donated his presidential salary. That's $4 million over four years. He's given back to the government. And I was like, yeah, but he makes every government employee stay at a Trump hotel, and he's spent $140 million of taxpayer money golfing at his own hotels and uh, golf courses. Well, 
And I go, so that's 1% of his golf budget is what he's donated. How does him donating his presidential salary justify cheating on his taxes and not paying? He's a good, he was a good businessman. He figured out a loophole. You like paying your taxes? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not mad that he cheated on his taxes. I'm mad that he tried to hide it. He should have just, I mean, it's Trump. He should have just came out from the gun and been like, yeah, 750. That's right. That's what I pay. I have great accountants. They're, they're tremendous. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I'm the greatest. I find yeah. the greatest loopholes. And then when they find out he's like broke, they're like, well, he's a good businessman. <laughs> he didn't even know he was broke. He knows how to use leverage and capital connections. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I didn't realize when he said he could go out and shoot someone on madison avenue that he was right because the people that support him won't they will support him he could do it and they'll be like well that man jumped in front of the bullet (laughs) (laughs) he was just trying to see if the wind was blowing hard from that direction and the bullet's the best way to measure he probably deserved it yeah he's probably one of them dumb democrats yeah do you remember what we were doing the last election? Yes, and it was awful. It was that might have been the worst night of comedy uh in our lives. We were playing we had no Carla idea. and Ronnie. We had no idea what was coming. And Ronnie thought he was Donald Trump's brother and we were doing a live show that Hillary Clinton was supposed to destroy Trump. And we were supposed to be the heels of the comedy show explaining why my brother and your president, Donald Trump, was getting uh, j- getting totally uh, screwed out of this election. And as the live results started to come in, it became very apparent of what? We were. That Trump was definitely going to win. Trump was going to win. And <laughs> our act was no longer funny. Uh, yeah. It was actually becoming true. Therefore, invalidating any kind of satire we were yeah until the satire came out of it and then we were just two people defending trump for being president in a room full of people literally weeping i remember when florida came in people started to cry and we were like on stage and i'm like well i'm as baffled as you are by these results (laughs) i'm like how do we pivot off this and stay in character and finish this show man it was brutal i don't even remember I can promise you I am not doing a show this election. I, I learned my lesson. I don't even remember like what. I just remember everything just got really quiet. Everything was getting real quiet. People were just kind of sitting there like, what? Just sitting in the audience. What is happening? Thinking about their future. Thinking about their future. Like thinking about their past. <laughs> just like Simba staring out the window. Thinking about his past. Well, we probably should go since we've been here for four hours. Yeah. Episode 99 and a half, everybody. In the can. Almost to 100. Pokeridge Boys. Featuring the Pokeridge Boys. (laughs) Elvira. It's on fire. Elvira. Going to the Goodwill to find some old Sears and Roebuck flannels. <laughs> okay, you can't just sing about the clothes you buy. <laughs> Don't tell Andy what to do. Where am I? 
Who's Andy? Fuck. Pokey Lafarge still thinks he's like a 19-year-old dude doing Slayer covers. <laughs> and he wakes up out of his psychotic break. They're like, no, dude, you're almost 50 and you've been doing old-time music for better part of 30 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What's that handheld contraption you're holding in your, in your hand? Because another meme I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah. What's that new? What is that? Was that a TV in your hand? Or has Borat called it a calculator? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the new one? Is it good? Fuck yes. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, God. So good. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if Pokey Lafarge just, like, all of a sudden started painting his face like Kiss? Like, he just, like, woke <laughs> up. And he's like, fuck this. I've been trying this old-timey bullshit forever. I want to get back to the music I like. Now I'm Kiss. And I just, that's another. If you want to make a meme, I want to see Pokey Lafarge. Dressed as a member of KISS or a juggalo <laughs> or uh, yeah, Alice Cooper. <laughs> what? What? We got to get all those meme makers on the fucking. I want it. Pokey Lafarge sounds like a juggalo name. Like you found out there was a new juggalo clown and his name was. Because what are their names? Uh, Evil Joe or something. What are the ICP guys names, Randy? I think it's like Cheeky Ryan. <laughs> Silly Bob. <laughs> Corny Clarence. <laughs> Shaggy. Too dope. Originally too dope. Violent J. Violent J. If you heard, give it up for the insane clown posse. Violent J, Shaggy Too Dope, and Pokey Lafarge. <laughs> You wouldn't think I, I, anything of I it. I think it was supposed to be like you that. You wouldn't think anything of it. John Kick Jazz. I didn't know there were so many members. It's not really a posse, though, if it's only like three guys. Yeah. It's more like a trio. People that are people who like Insane Clown Posse really like them. Oh, yeah. They love them. They're a dedicated fan base. Yeah, I can't. You into them, Randy? You and I see... Huh? No, I can't say I've ever heard a song by them. I think I've heard one song by them. Yeah, I think I've heard a few, but it's like, I can't. It's not my thing. Not yucking your yum. You like ICP? You a hatchet man? Hatchet gal? (laughs) Juggalo? Juggaho? You drink the Fago? You poop your pants at a... Concert because you don't want to miss a song and go to the porter potty. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I pee in a pool. That's right. We've all got our own <laughs> demons. And it's about time we all started acknowledging that we all pee in the pool. <laughs> and I think that's what episode 99.5 has been about. That's what we should call it. Peeing in the pool. Peeing in the pool or, or the pokerage boys. <laughs> I'm never letting that go. I can't wait. My heart is on fire for real. I'm when I leave here. Hello, everyone. We're the Poke Ridge Boys. I'm Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted, you're only our uncle. You can't just call yourself that on stage. Oh, shit. I'm about to pee in my pants. I wonder if they're on cameo. If the dude from Oak Ridge Boys was on Cameo, I'd pay up to $300 for him. Would to, you? 
to for him to like call into the show and leave a message and be like, <laughs> Slop City, Slop City, she got the long ass titties. Slop City, boom bop, boom bop, boom bop, boom bop, boom bop, My heart's on fire for long titty. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Are Oak Ridge Boys on Cameo? I love when he types stuff. Me too. I really want to know. Doesn't look like it. <sighs> I feel like that would have came up quicker. In all honesty, I don't know if they're all still alive. Oh. They probably are. Musicians. 135 bucks. Dude, For we'll get who? him on right now if that's... I don't know. Red man, 150. That seems reasonable. Dude, we could do a whole episode about who's on Cameo and how much it costs. I'm Mine are 25 bucks. 25 bones and Libby Higgins. I have been doing them, though. No one hires you or you've just not been I looking? just I'm on unhirable un because I get pissed because they only ever feature... Like the really famous people. And I've been on Cameo since the fucking beginning. From the jump. August 15th, 2015. Five star review. 286 reviews, though. That's So you've done some. I've done tons. Wait, go back to that review. Let's read it. I love Libby. You're perfect. Can't wait to give this to Erin on her birthday Wednesday. Thank you so much. I love you. Oh, sweet. Always very nice. And I always go above and beyond. I'll do like three-minute cameos, three- to four-minute cameos. Yeah, and everybody like else is like, hey, it's me, The Rock. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Can you, you smell sm what I'm cooking? You smell what your birthday's cooking. <laughs> wow. I'm looking a mess in there. When was the last time you did a cameo? When did you get hired? I The last time I did it, I did a whole weekend where I donated it to the NAACP. Um, and Such a good person. It was like. Did you get a lot? I made like $1,200 that I donated. Dang. Yeah. I was fucking hustling. I was hustling that weekend. I'm a hustler, baby. And I want I'm you to know. $25 on Cameo. $25? I just want to love you. I've been trying to. Uh, poking the fudge. A couple people have wanted me to do Cameos and oh, I'm it's, like, it's, I'll just do them not on Cameo. It's pokey on Cameo? I think the Oak Ridge Boys was a big whiff, but they're probably still like Uncle Ted's still trying to figure out his answer machine. So we totally, we can cut if you need to go. I'm going to look on, I might have deleted Cameo. Cameo. Yeah, I get the one time that they were going to like promote me in an email thing. And he's like, okay, we're going to take you off unavailable now and you can start <laughs> doing them and then we'll, uh, We'll promote you in our email. And then the email came through and I wasn't on it. And I go, I thought you said you were going to put me on the email. We'll put you on the next one. I'm like, no, mm. take me off available. Because I don't make that much money for them. They make 20% of 25 cents or $25 every time. That's what you make? That's what or they, they make 20% of that $25. Right. So I'm not making. It doesn't, Tiffany, I got stuck on a Ferris wheel with her. <laughs> For really? real. Yeah, the Ducoin State Fair. Pop singer Tiffany. I was stuck in the car above her. 
Really? And the Ferris wheel shut down and she had a concert that night. And like they made a big fucking production about getting Tiffany off of this Ferris wheel. Did they have to get the fire department? Well, they got it going again, but we were up there for a while and they were like, they were going to go get a ladder and try to get the fire department to get her down because she was just like walking through the fairway. And it was <laughs> me and my cousin and Tiffany was in the car below us. Wow. She yeah. was she was at the New Kids on the Block was. concert. She was really good. She's good. She is good. She was a big deal back then. Like she, that was like height of her. I mean, I know it's a state fair, but that was like New Kids on the Block's era. That was Holy I was young. Shit. Yeah, it was cool. They just let her walk around the fair like she was a nobody. What's her big song? I think we're alone now. Oh, she did that. She did the cover. The beating of our heart, and then she would do the dance like this. Well, Weird Al covered it. What was his version? I think I'm a clone now. <laughs> Another one of me's always hanging around. I don't care what I anyone think says. I'm a clone now. Big clone Al now. is fucking Big Al. He's brilliant. I loved him. And he's never deviated from what he does. He's great. He is like, this is what I am. He's one of those guys that just owns what he does and because of the way he owns it gives it artistic value it's great where it would be easy to be like i love him dismissive of like parody of that kind but he's great pokey lafarge can't do cameo because he just all his cameos would be the same he'd be like what are you pointing that gun at me for what is that crazy rectangle That looks like a piece of black coal mine from the mines of South Carolina where Pokey Lafarge grew up learning to play bluegrass old-timey music. Like, you're from Bloomington, Illinois, Andy. Oh, is there another fella here you're talking to? I don't know no Andy. I grew up. I was born 100 feet underground in a coal mine. I had a pickaxe in one hand and a harmonica in the other. That's the only thing you could do in rural South Carolina in the 1930s. Andy, hey, Andy. hey, Pokey. Hey, yeah. Pokey, can I get a picture yeah. with you? Uh, yeah, do you have, oh, oh, wow, do you have a, I don't see a man with his head under a hood telling us to hold <laughs> still for 37 seconds. No, I have this little thing here. I can just take our picture, see we're inside of it. Ugh. You've captured my spirit. That's us in there. Let me go. <laughs> oh, I feel uncomfortable. I have to time travel to us. Here's a robot. <laughs> he just like disappears like Nightcrawler from X-Men. <laughs> he disappears and everyone in like a 10-foot vicinity starts vomiting. They're what just, is that from? I don't know. Just like uh, X-Men when oh, Nightcrawler poofs away this. and then everyone's like, ugh. Does it? I feel like in all those movies when someone does something like supernatural, like everyone around is affected by it. <laughs> I have vertigo. <laughs> oh god, I gotta go pee so bad. We have to stop. All right. Thank What's you. What's a good wrap up point? I guess that's it. I appreciate you filling in for Tina. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate it. You wanna drop any of your uh hot links? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can find me. I, I believe you should be able to just search Rafe Williams. Although there is an Australian skater kid who is Rafe Williams who just takes big poops in toilets and then puts pictures of them on Instagram. <laughs> so that's not you. And a lot of, that's not me. A lot of people find him. And then I tried to message him one time to be like, Hey man, see you're another Rafe Williams, you know, just, and he's like, he just roasted me. He's just like, 
go fuck yourself, boomer. You know, like, <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> I'm like, why are you talking to me like this? So, uh, but yeah, uh, I am. You can go to rayfwilliams.com and uh, that'll have links to my album. And you can also follow me on everything at I am Rafe Williams because there's one guy who had Rafe Williams on Twitter and his only tweet is, it says test. <laughs> and it's still the picture of the egg. Do you remember when Twitter had egg pictures on it? I wonder if it's a QAnon guy. Uh, it is a, it is an African-American physicist who oh, lives wow. in like Alabama and he's friends with me on Facebook. He accepted my friend request, and but he would never acknowledge that I was asking him for the Twitter handle. I'd be like, hey, man, I see you don't really use Twitter. I'm a comedian. I'm trying to get my career going. It'd be really easy for people to find me if I could just have at Rafe Williams. But you have to deactivate your account to do it. I would gladly pay you to do that. I see you don't use it. and You've only got one thing. And he's just like, cool, you're a comedian. That sounds like a fun job. And I was like, he just stonewalled me on the Twitter <laughs> handle. And then I like went back again and was like, cool, man. Seems you're like, you're a physicist. That's dope. What about that Twitter handle? And like, he just, he played that game where he just wouldn't acknowledge I was asking him for it. And I eventually just gave up and went with, I am Rafe Williams on, I changed my Instagram and my Facebook. So they're all the same. And uh, I appreciate you having me. I love Slob City. I love you. I love Tina Duble. She's out in Colorado. How doing, dare her. Doing God knows what. Well, you filled in last minute. We appreciate you. I'm happy to be here anytime. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Randall, we appreciate you too. Randall was feeling kind of lonely. He's like, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Today? Yeah, today. That's what he said to me the other day. Now you do. And here we are. I'm just glad you're later. here because now I'll get one of those cool clips. Yeah. I didn't get one last time. It was me and Tina. I didn't get one of those. Like those cool little promo clips you guys do. Uh, why didn't we? I don't know. I think you were like in was the I middle. Gone? You were gone, and you were super busy. You're out with. I think you were Chelsea Lynn oh, making yeah, a yeah. bunch of stuff. So we might run out of time in a few seconds. Okay, we we're better out. go. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Rafe. Love Thanks, you, Randy. Love you. Bye. And cut. <laughs> That was a good fart.